0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Journey to the Rise. I'm your host, Lucretia. In today's episode, we talk with owner of plant savvy, Savannah Toll, a Nashville-based plant stylist. Savannah shares with us how the pandemic, like for so many of us, rocked her world. But from the loneliness and frustration she experienced being isolated, gave her the space to start a part-time business plant savvy. With the incredible results she has brought to her residential and commercial clients, her business has flourished. People have always been interested in plants and gardening. It seems the pandemic gave people time to discover or grow that hobby or passion. Yet how often do we find ourselves watching a plant wither and wonder, how can we have lush, beautiful greenery in our work or living space? That is where Savannah helps not just with tips on her Instagram and TikTok accounts, but also by going into people's homes and businesses and revolutionizing the space with plant care, with her guidance and designs. Savannah shares with how she found herself miserable in the corporate world, and by starting a business, not only did the plants of her clients thrive, but she did as well. Please welcome Savannah Toll. I am so excited to have this woman with us today. She is absolutely a vibrant spirit. Maybe it's because she's breathing in all this oxygen from the plants that she's around all the time. What an inspiration to start a business with something she loves. And I'm so thrilled to have you. Savannah. how hey. are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. Of course. I can't wait to dive into your story, so I'm just going to like get right in. Where I, did you grow up? I was born and raised in Charlotte,
1: North Carolina, on the outskirts of town, so I wasn't really in the city. I grew up on a lake,
0: so kind of out there digging in the dirt, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. So you're definitely more of an outdoor cat. I have always have been. I
1: kind of grew up as a tomboy, so I was always you know, like wanting to play football and, you know, we, I camped and I rode horses, like Western style, you know, just kind of, I was always out in the woods.
0: That's amazing. So what was family life like for you as a, as growing up in that area?
1: It was good. So I had, um, have a really big family on my dad's side. So I have a lot of cousins. And so most of the time I was, cause we were so far out of town, I had a lot I spent a lot of time with my cousins and we would they live right down the street from us, so it was like riding bikes and you know, to get to the next house as quickly as you can. And I really enjoyed my family. Um they've always been a safe space
0: for me, you know. Oh, I love that yeah. so much. So what was high school like for you? High school was fine. <laughs>
1: Um, I, I don't really know a lot of people who were like, yeah, high school was the best. I love it. I think, um, I played sports a lot. I was a big sports person. So I, I played in club and then I also played for my school. So wow. and I also had a part-time job at the same time. So I was, I would go to school, go to practice and go to work and then get home by like 10 PM, do my homework and then go to bed. <laughs> it was, yeah, Dang. it was a lot. Um, It definitely gave me the worth ethic that I have now, but, you know, high school was fine. I was really excited to get out of town, though. That's why I kind of
0: left North Carolina, because I was like, peace. Y'all are mean. Yeah, (laughs) I completely understand that. So, did you, like, have a garden growing up? Were you caring for indoor plants? Or, like, where did that interest begin?
1: So... My grandma is a nature woman. She is, yeah, she's an animal rehabilitator. Um, She's always had a garden growing up. So as a kid, we would go down to the farm is what we called it. And she had just a big garden where she always grew cucumbers and squash. And she would always can pickles and tomatoes and all that kind of stuff. And it was, and my grandpa actually grew up on a farm too. So he knew like up in Wisconsin. So I've always just been around gardening, and then my mom has always had houseplants, so I didn't really get super into it until I moved out of the house and, you know, had my own space, but I've always been around it, and I thought it was just, you know, normal to be around a whole bunch of houseplants and stuff, and then every so often I go into other people's houses and they have no plants. I'm like, not even one? Like, that's like, <laughs> it's like weird for me just cause I grew <laughs> up with so much, you know?
0: Yeah. But. Where in Wisconsin? Madison. Okay, I southern believe. part of the state. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you graduate, you're not thrilled to go out of high school, you wanna get out. What was like next for you? So I had,
1: I have a cousin, her name is Sarah she's a couple years older than me, like 10 years older than me. And she was in Nashville and doing music business because I also played guitar growing up and I was in school of rock and would do, you know, concerts and stuff like that and wanted to start a band and wanted to do that whole thing. And it was really into music. So I, um, was like, okay, well I'll go to Belmont university and study music business. Um, but I had other schools that I wanted to go to. Like I wanted to go to App State, which is in Boone. And I wanted to like, it's very, you know, hippie, like people walk around with their shoes off, you know, kind of thing. But nice. I didn't get in, I didn't get in. And I didn't get into a lot of the places that I wanted to get into because I had a horrible SAT score. <laughs> I was a good student. I was like an A and B student, but for, I was just not good at standardized testing. And to this day, I don't think that that's a right way to decide if someone's smart enough to go to a certain place, <laughs>
0: yeah. but yeah. So did you end up going to college or did you just jump into jobs and so, in music?
1: Yeah. So I immediately, I went into, you know, cause you kind of follow in what you're supposed to do or what you're supposed to do next. Like you go to school, you go, to, and then you go to college, and you move out and all that kind of stuff. So I did go to Belmont university and I studied music business, which is really funny because I'm not really, doing anything on the music side of it but I am doing the business part yeah my my dad was kind of like we want you to the only thing that I will say about like my family is they're very business minded people because my dad my dad and my mom owned their own businesses growing up too and so they have always parented in a very business minded style and they've always been like well you need to study business when you go to college and like was very much so like (laughs) We like sports and we like business and you're going to do both of those things it's okay. <laughs> okay okay
0: <laughs> so were you like once you got like the business job in you know corporate america were you enjoying the work that you were doing no <laughs> no not really i so
1: i uh graduated in 2019 and I did not apply myself very well in college. Um, I could have gone into into the music industry, but I didn't get a good internship. I didn't try hard enough to get a very good internship. I got an internship that would let me pass, the, get the points that I'm supposed to get so I graduate. And so I think if I had actually applied myself a little bit better, I would not be necessarily doing this. But um, yeah, so I ended up getting a job working for my dad and I had worked throughout college part-time with like a couple different like marketing stuff. So I have a really good background in social media and marketing already, um, like branding and I don't know, <laughs> like cause you know when you build a brand and you have to make sure that you have um, everything on Google maps and everything on SEO stuff, you have to make sure that everything aligns together. And it was like, I was just going in by hand doing all this. Before, you know, they had apps and stuff where you can just like connect it all into one thing. I was going in by hand and doing all this stuff. So yeah, like like, uh, product images and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, I had a really interesting range, like a big range background in that kind of stuff. Um, So then I got into uh, the PYOP industry, which is paint your own pottery industry. Yeah, so oh, like wow. ceramics, yeah. yeah. So my mom owned a um, painter-owned pottery studio when I was growing up, um, and so it was very much. I grew up in a very artistic, business, and sports family. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I did. Um, I ended up working for uh, Bisque Imports, which is a, a wholesaler for Bisque, which is the stuff that you paint at the pottery painting studios. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they sell paint and paintbrushes and all that kind of stuff. And so I did marketing for them. And little did I know, as soon as I signed on, the pandemic was going to happen. <laughs>
0: right, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it was like a whole – it was a very um, – it was hard because we have all these events. We had all these events that we were going to do, and people were going to show, and you can't do those. So it was like, okay, so you have to change every mindset that you've ever learned in life. i like, okay, so everything's got to go virtual. And it's like, I've never done this in my life. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and That's like – I don't know. I felt like I, I've lived a life of very much so like fake it till you make it. And it's worked very well in my favor thus far, but I'm just like, you know, trying my best and it was hard. And I, I remember I lost like, like so much weight and my hair was falling out. Girl, I was stressed. I was oh, stressed. <laughs> so I quit my job and I started working for iHeart Media. Um, and I was really excited about that job. And I don't really want to talk... I guess I shouldn't talk smack about that. (laughs) But uh, I ended up not liking that job either because it was not... um, It was advertised as something else. And so I was like, okay. But at this time, I had already started Plant Savvy. So I was like, well, I could go part-time with Plant Savvy. And then... Because I was working full-time and then doing Plant Savvy on the side. Um, And so I ended up uh I ended up my thoughts were sorry <laughs> I ended up quitting i Heart media and then getting a job at a um as a bartender, so working part time as a bartender and then part time with plant savvy wow. but yeah, so it's like trying my best out here i never <laughs> it was like i don't it's just a it was like a dive bar on twenty first called villager and it was great oh yeah, I, yeah i just i just like beer i slung beers and you know. <laughs>
0: It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, when the pandemic hit, how did that affect you? I mean, clearly, like the job wasn't happening, and yeah,
1: it was like I was really lonely. I mean, I think everyone really was, though. It was it was just a time where I was like, "What am I doing? Like, what's my life going to be for the rest? of it? Am I going to just like work for my dad? Am I going to do this job where I have to talk to these people? Like, I don't, you know, I, this is is this what I'm supposed to do?" I don't know what I want to do because like my whole life, everyone would always be like, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And I don't, I never knew. I never knew. I went to college thinking this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to study, but I never actually thought for myself ever. It was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I do it because if not, then what, you know, I don't really have any, any instructions I think yeah. when I graduated college it was the first time that I was like oh I have to think for myself I have to do stuff for myself because at the end of the day I'm the only person that will really be there for myself you know I don't know mm-hmm. yeah it was absolutely. Really, yeah I was like trying to find different avenues and that's why I started a plant blog because I was like oh nice. I can write yeah I was like I could write about like my passions and this can be an outlet for me during this so i have I started it and I created the whole website by myself and I I had my friend do my logo and she was actually, she talked me into starting posting on TikTok. She's like, you got to post on TikTok. And it's like, I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know about all that. I don't know. But I ended up posting on TikTok and it, you know, some of my videos started blowing up and I started gaining a following and I was like, I could do this. Like I could really do this. And then just kind of spiraled from there, I guess. Wow.
0: <laughs> we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll have more from our guest, Savannah Toll, as she shares why she prefers using beneficials versus sprays to fight bug infestations. Does your website have content that was created by your cousin Danny back in 1998? it sounds like it's time for a refresher. With Girl Boss Copywriter, we work with you to learn about you and your business. We strive to create content that will help you build a community, relationships with your existing and prospective clients. With web pages that convert clicks into sales, email sequences that engage your database, you deserve to grow and build your business so you can live the life you dreamed when you started your business. Working as a girl boss doesn't mean you have to live the hustle culture. It means you recognize when you need to delegate tasks so you can focus on what you do best and let others do the rest. Want to know more about how to have an engaging website and utilize your email list to convert sales and grow your business? Go to GirlBossCopywriter.com. The goal for any business is to grow and reach a new level. Get there faster by being an authority in your industry with a video docu-series. Using video, you can showcase you, your business, your staff, products and services, and your why. Building relationships is key, and a high-quality video can give existing and potential clients a way to get to know you. It also allows you to build a connection that results in increased sales. If you would like to know more about how you can enhance your business with video, go to GirlBossProductions.com today. Welcome back to Journey to the Rise. We continue our conversation with Savannah Toll, and she shares what is ahead for her business as Plant Savvy is growing. Yeah. So that's just like, you just have this interest in plants. You have your own collection of plants and you're like, I want to write about, it. I hear that so often people start a blog and it launches a career books, like, like a yeah. whole business. So I love that you're like, I'm just going to blog about yeah. this. So what was your initial blog all about? As you you're sitting there. It was like all about plants. So I was really like,
1: I was so, such, so anal about it. I was like, I, I just want to make sure that everything's right. So I need to have 10 blogs already written. I need to have all this stuff already written before I launch. And yeah. I sent the website out to all of my friends and was like, look at this. Tell me what you think about it. I was very, because I was also nervous that I, I would explain it. Like I explained it to my partner and I explained it to my sister and like my family. And I said, I I don't, I'm not gonna be like the other bloggers. Cause you know, like I felt like at the time blogging was very much so. I, I don't know. Because almost influencer. Like how people talk about influencers now and it's like, oh God, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just I was like, I just didn't wanna be. I was like, I don't know, I just wanna write about this. So this could be cool, you know? Yeah. So I just wrote about, um, you know, I did plant profiles and.
0: Nice.
1: I talked about like beginner plants and specific place I wanted to talk about. It was all plant related and like gift guides and that kind of stuff. It was very, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. And I still, I'm starting to get back into blogging because I, I kind of, once, you know, the full business really launched, I just kind of got busy and stopped blogging. Yeah. So you know, I'm trying to get back into it now,
0: but. And blogs are huge to help a business because you're able to tie in stories of interest and different things, and like you said, beginner plans, and it can be this mm-hmm. massive resource for people to turn to. And I've read your blog, it's very interesting, and I think when you are able to do something like that where it's interesting, people are going back. Yeah. And I know when I find a blog I really like to follow and it falls off, I'm like, no, I want yeah. <laughs> I want my information, I want my article. So I love that you are realizing the value there, cause It, it brings people in and when your your site is, you just relaunched your site, which is absolutely beautiful. You've done a great job with that. Um, it makes it more fun because then you have something pretty on the screen and it's not just a a blah background. So you have this blog, it's starting to late and you're doing your TikToks. Like how did the idea of becoming a plant stylist come to you? So I actually saw
1: some other people were posting about doing styling specific because I didn't have any industry terms. I didn't have any understanding of like what I'm doing now is basically interior scaping, which I didn't know these terms. I didn't know the background that I do now of the community, the industry, the whole plant thing. It's I've just blown expanded my mind on all this I'm like you don't even know what's going on behind the scenes stuff it's just crazy you know so yeah. I found someone who does plant styling and I was like whoa that's great because I was thinking I said I just really want to find I really want to do this full-time but I don't want to be a content creator I don't want to be relying on influencers that I don't want to do that that's not me it's fun to do that on the side every once in a while but as a full-time gig, no." So I was like, well, I could sell plants. You know, I could do that. I could sell some plants online. And so I was thinking about it. I live in an apartment. There's no I don't have a <laughs> I don't have a backyard. <laughs> I've got no room. I was like, right, and, yeah. It's like the overhead cost for that would be so expensive sure. and, and I didn't even know if it was going to work out, you know? So I was like, well, I don't really know that many people in Nashville that are doing plant styling. I could do that and consult and talk to people because one of my biggest things was I don't like working from home because I could never actually, you know, talk to someone face to face and get to know people that way. Like a lot of people I worked with, I had never seen the bottom half of their body, you know? (laughs) It's like, like, okay. (laughs) So that was like a big, that's the reason why I started working at the bar. Cause I was like, oh, I get to talk to people and I can interact, yeah. you know? Um, so it's like, oh, I can help people. Cause I started my blog in the first place. I started my social media in the first place as a way to cut out all of the bullshit that you see of like, oh, buy this and buy that. I'm like, you don't really need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cutting all that out and just really helping people, you know? Cause I don't want to be, I don't, I've set, up the way I do my business in a way of like I don't want you to not feel educated in what you're doing so if you want to be more hands-on let's go I will teach you so that you don't have to see me again you know that's like the whole goal of it to get you to a point where you feel comfortable enough to do the stuff that I do for yourself you know so I don't know that that was really um that's kind of how I started I found someone else who was doing it and said okay well, let's do this. And then I started researching and realized there was nothing online about this, like nothing,
0: especially if you didn't have the industry terms. On right. it is. So. so you have no guidance. You don't know the terms. You have so much to learn, but you're yeah. willing to learn clearly. Like what? what steps did you take on this endeavor? Cause that's like, you're going in blind. <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah. I was just,
1: I started trying to do as much research as I can. Um, while also transitioning my blog into a full-on blog and website to find information like SEO stuff so the I don't know if you know anything about SEO mm-hmm. but the spider webs yeah. and all like kind of stuff trying to yeah. find keywords and Nashville and research other people who were doing this in Nashville and try to make connections with the garden centers and be like okay do you have discounts for designers and then on top of that the worst part I think was, figuring out the taxes and licenses licenses and like what I'm supposed to have. Do I need this license? Is this necessary in order for me to get a discount here or to buy from here? It was, that was like, I'm still now figuring out. I mean, that's why I went to Atlanta. That's why I'm going to Tampa next week is to find more wholesaler connections. And I'm still, it's been over a year now that I've been into this. I'm still learning to this day. So it's like, it was definitely really overwhelming. I remember just being like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I was like, when does everyone know what they're doing?
0: Never. And that's what I've learned. Like, uh, I have a friend Jay Paul Moore and he specializes in outdoor settings and moss and yeah. yeah. And he's always learning and he's truly an expert in his field. So I, I love that you have that curiosity for knowledge and you're willing to go get it and not just say like, oh, well, this is what I know. It's enough to get me by. You're like, no, give me more information. That's yeah. fantastic.
1: This is like sometimes I feel um, I have, uh, what's it called?
0: Oh,
1: I can't remember what it is. Basically, when you go in a, a setting with other people, Industry professionals or people who have been in the industry for a very long time. And I feel inadequate in those ways. And that's one of the big things that pushes me because I don't like having conversations with people and feeling like I don't deserve to be in that setting. You know what I mean? And I know that's not true. I know it's not true. That's literally just me being mean to myself. But um, it's very much so pushed me a lot of times to be like, well, I need to feel like a professional. I need to be. Basically all my shit, you know, I, I gotta know my
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you do deserve to be there because you are truly brilliant and your designs are amazing. So Thank put you. that negative thought out of there. Cause <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Make <it go> away. <laughs> so you're doing all the things, clearly the right things. Like how are clients, how are you finding clients and like, how are they reacting to your services?
1: So, clients were fun. I started out with friends and family and I just recorded everything. So I'm like, if I record everything, post it, they won't know that they're my friends and family. Right. (laughs) I got to start
0: somewhere. Make it till you make it.
1: Exactly, baby. So I started with friends and family and I was like, okay, let's go. Let's, let's do this thing. If we're going to do it, we're going to start doing it. And then I got my first client, someone that I didn't really know, or I didn't know at all. And she wanted a consultation and I was like, so excited. Her day's Christed and I'm still friends with her to this day. Um, you know, I will help her here and here and then on some stuff. And I would go out every month to go see her, but it was starting off that way. And I got, ended up getting like pretty good SEO. So people could find me online if they looked up, you know, plant styling or this or that. And then I started really connecting with the garden centers and plant shops. So like Hewitt's, um, Gardens of Babylon and Hoop House, and really started to get in with them. And I get a lot of word of mouth, like all of my marketing. Yeah, I don't really do a lot. I don't do any paid advertising. So all of it is like you either come across me or you have found out through a very organic way of, you know, and that's, honestly, so much better than doing paid advertising because I think you kind of weed out some clients that might not be the best fit for me and vice versa. So it's helped a lot and really has opened up the door to so many different things. Because I think a lot of people have like a lot of my clients have been so nice and they're like, Oh, I told my friend about you. Like they should be hitting you up. And it's just like, this is, this is amazing. Like yeah. these people trusted me so much that they're telling their friends about it. Or someone goes over to the house, someone goes to the business and you're like, Oh, I got her to do my stuff. And it's like,
0: I love y'all. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's great. fantastic. And that's the thing. Like I think people fall short in business, which I appreciate that you've learned. Not everybody is a fit. And that is okay because when you are willing to let that person go, you can let so much more in Yes, and and it's a healthier, more environment for you. You walk away with happier clients, Mm -hmm. like the price point can be healthier for you, like so that you can afford to bring on staff or supplies that you need. So Mm -hmm. that's brilliant that again, probably from the business mind that you grew up with that you just knew, like, not everyone's going to be my cup of tea, and that is okay.
1: Yeah, it definitely took me a couple, like, a couple months to figure that out, because I think in the beginning, I was like, I just need anyone right now, and I had a lower price point, because I was like, let me just, I just need testimonials, I need people, I need content, I need people to know that I'm doing this, and then once stuff started happening, I realized it's like, I'm not happy with a couple of these, you know, clients that I'm working with, like, I don't, I dread going into work every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that should not be <laughs> like that. Right. I was like, that's the reason why I started this. It's a passion project. I got to love what I do. Right. Or well, yeah. Obviously no one's going to love yeah. everything that they do every day. Of but course. Right. I was realizing, I was like, do I even want to do this anymore? And I'm like, if I'm asking yeah. these questions, there's, there's a common denominator as to why I'm asking these questions or yeah. constantly yeah. complaining about a certain client. And I was like, all mm-hmm. right, I know they come in with maybe they have a lot of the money that's coming in right now, but I spend a lot of time here and I'm not getting paid enough for the amount of time that I'm spending here. So mm-hmm. if I just cut them out, I can have more time to find other clients that will actually treat me like a human being. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: I took a business class and in the end of the business class, the um, professor said, if you're holding all the feathers that you can hold, can you hold one more? Mm -hmm. And the answer was yes, because you're reaching for more because whether you're raising your price point, a a client that's going to respect you more, the ones that don't appreciate you are falling off Mm -hmm. and it's making room to enhance, to grow the business, make it more pleasurable, like all the things. Yes. And so I love that you're saying that because like, it's like, yeah, that professor knew what he was talking about. Cause clearly you have to be able to let some of those feathers fall so yeah. that you can bring fresh yep. ones in. So I love that. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm sure like children, one does not have a favorite, but do you have a favorite client? Um, I have a couple favorite clients. I think, One of my
1: favorite probably is East Nashville Greenhouse, Eric and his family have been so amazing to me and have opened up their doors to a lot of different opportunities for me. I remember it was very interesting is that when the pandemic first happened, I found them on TikTok and was following them on TikTok before they had reached out to me about helping them take care of their plants. And I was just like, I remember that I got that message on Instagram and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> go. Yeah. Let's go. I was so excited about it. Um and now it's been a year. I've been working with them for Really a year now. Yeah. Nice. So they're just great. They they have events all the time in their backyard. Um I got to teach a workshop with Eric, you know, help him with a workshop that he did and I don't know, they're just really good, kind folks, and their kids are sweet, and I love their dog, Jack, just very sweet people that yeah. um, care about others, and I think that's, they align a lot with, you know, my viewpoints on just doing life, you know, and I, I really love like, that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know when you're in the in that space, I will watch your story probably like two or three times, because just that space is like, oh, zen. It's, like, it's amazing. Yeah. And I love it when you take a moment to sit in that chair. I'm like, oh, you're sitting. I sometimes I'm like, it's a really stressful day. I'm like, I am picturing me in that chair. Like I'm living through your story. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fantastic. Um, How how did you get involved at the Greenhouse Bar? Because that's how I found you. Because I absolutely adore, I would live there if they would let me. Their, um,
1: so their manage, old manager, I don't think she works there anymore, but she hit me up on, um, on Instagram and was like, Hey, do you do like commercial work? Can you email me? And I was like, uh, yeah, I totally can. It was like, let me go. Cause it was so funny that me and my partner, we were at the greenhouse bar. We used to frequent there a lot to get like after work drinks or yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Pre pandemic stuff. And I was like, Hey, wouldn't it be so crazy if like, this was, you know, I got to, you know, work with them or I got to take care of their plants. And then they re- reached out to me and I remember having like scream. <laughs> Sometimes when I get really excited, I just like scream and I'm like, yeah, like in my house, I'm yeah. like, my poor neighbors. Um, <laughs> but they reached out to me, I emailed them and they were, they said that they wanted someone with a little bit more commercial uh, work. And this would have been my first commercial client, so they declined me. And was like, oh, damn. Um, But I reached out to my dad and I told him about what happened. He was like, hey, why don't you offer them a free month's work of your services? And if they like what you do, have them bring you on full time. And if they don't, then you move on. You get to take content. You can do all that stuff and then move on. Yeah. At the end of the month, they're like, so we'd love to bring you on. And
0: I'm like, yes, I love your dad. Yeah,
1: yes. yeah. He used to help me a lot in some of the like just random stuff that I'm just like, I really want to get this. And he's like, we'll try this. See if it works. I'm like, okay, thanks, dad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing.
1: That's how I got that. And they had a lot of work that they needed to get done. I learned so much while working with them. They were they had a lot of pest stuff, and I got to work with a lot of beneficials and, you know, pest management while also cleaning and taking care of a bar, that size with that many plants was, it was beautiful. Irrigation, all this kind of stuff that I didn't really have that much experience in. Again, faking it till I make it. Yeah. Um, I did help bring in a couple, you know, stuff that they weren't doing. Prior, like getting in, um, not services. I'm trying to think what I'm. Just ways of doing stuff to where they'd be like, okay, this is what we're doing on this day and this day, and this is how we're going to figure this out, kind of helping them figure out their plants. Because prior to that, they had their manager taking care of the plants.
0: And it's like, oh, wow. So she was like, I have no time. I, I can't do this. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's literally a greenhouse. For those who don't know, the Greenhouse Bar is in Green Hills, which is a suburb of Nashville. And it is literally, you're walking into a greenhouse. And it's an amazing space. I cannot imagine being a manager, doing managerial duties. And mm-hmm. then you have to maintain all these plants.
1: That It was too much. And you could tell And I was like, I felt bad. I was like, girl, let
0: me help. <laughs> yeah oh yep. man you, you came in and saved the day not all olds wear capes
1: <laughs> they just wear uh coveralls, coveralls
0: yes <laughs> and that cute little belt thing with all your tools yeah <laughs> i want to get one of those and just put like my purse things in it i'd so cute. yeah you can like hold your pins in yes exactly mm-hmm. it'd be perfect <laughs> i love that <laughs> So, you do maintenance, but you also do design and styling. How does that mm-hmm. process work? So,
1: I usually will go out and do a consultation with a potential um, installation client or design client, and I'll see their space. I will assess their lighting, assess their needs, and their wants. A lot of the questions are, you know, budget, timeline, how much if I'm not going to be maintenancing these, how much time and energy are you going to be wanting to put into these plants? Especially if it's like residential versus commercial, you kind of, some, a lot of commercial spaces would be like, yes, we want you to do maintenance. And a lot of the residential ones are like, well, you can come out and then teach me as you go with the maintenance and all that kind of stuff. So I assess the lighting situation, take photos, you know, lighting meter, all this kind of stuff. And then I will go and start working on a, um, proposal and then an estimated quote. Um, yeah. And that's like the whole design process. That's me just in my little hobbit hole, just working (laughs) on (laughs) proposals and then I send them over and they'll, you know, there's usually the process of like, oh, this is approved or let's kind of switch this around. Let's move this around. And then once everything is approved, I will start working on the shopping process, which is. Ordering anything that needs to get in, talking with garden centers about plants, specific plants that I need, if they could get those in at a certain time, and once I figure out timing-wise, I can set a date for install, and that's when I decide, okay, do I need to hire extra labor to come out and help, do I need a U-Haul, do, like, what rental stuff do I need, how much uh, soil do I need, and all that kind of stuff, and kind of get all of that together and then we do the full install and yeah depending on that's like you know waves of work so maybe we do one wave or two wave or maybe it's just a full day where we just go in and get it done and then i'll come back in two weeks and check on everything and if they don't have you know maintenance services or anything like that i'll usually give them a plant plan which is basically photos of all the plants and care tips and wow. names and information and all that kind of stuff. So they have, if they're not doing maintenance with me, they are set up for success basically.
0: That's yeah. amazing.
1: Yes, it's so fun. That's probably my favorite part. I think the design work is my favorite part of what I do just cause I get to kind of bring people's plant dreams to life. Cause you yeah. know, a lot of people sometimes they have ideas or they're just like, I just need green in here like, I got you, let's go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because sometimes you you don't know where to begin. It can feel extremely overwhelming. And some of your designs have been really cool. Did you do a design that I see where you had like the plants in the ceiling? And like the leaves, what was that place like putting together?
1: Oh, that was fun. Um, The ceiling stuff, I always love the, I'm a big fan of the, you know, vining down and creating the differences between structured and, and vining and how you work between different colors and foliage shapes and all that kind of stuff, and textured versus glazed planners and what people like and don't like it's very it's very fun, but yeah, ladders you just need ladders and <laughs> <laughs> and climbing up and just putting in there it's really helpful if you have someone else handing you stuff because then you're not like up and down up and down, but yeah, yeah, that was that I think was that at a residential are you talking about was it residential or was that music city prep?
0: I don't remember. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't even remember. I just remember, like, when you were showing the ceiling, you just had all. It might have been Music City Prep, you just had all these plants and like yeah. the greenery coming down, and I was just like, oh, I want no more. But I just want to sit there and be like, How did you do this? Like, you just it was, it was so cool. That was
1: Music City Prep was insane. So I got, I they were doing a big opening, um, a big opening, you know, grand opening of their new store. Or their new location. And it's actually, like, four different things in there. Like, I think they have, they have a, um, like, a nightlife club. They have a community center there. Um, they have, like, the clinic, actual clinic. And I think they got something else that's in there, too. I can't remember. But, yeah, they messaged me two weeks before I did that installation. Two weeks? Two weeks.
0: Oh, my god. Yes.
1: They were, like, we need this installed by this Friday because we have a huge event where they had DJs and music and and food and drinks and Le- Rebecca Black, do you remember that song Friday? Uh huh. She played it. She played. At- no way. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I ended up going because I was like, this is insane. They had all these like light up Music City crowns and. It was insane. Um, yeah, they gave me two weeks. I had a meeting with the interior designer, and she's like, yeah, so you have basically a week and a half to get this proposal over oh. me. And I was like, ah. okay, so I got all my stuff done. And they're like, okay, let's go. This is approved. Get it done. We uh, we did the wow. whole thing in one day, and it was just like – We ended did that up, in one day. Yeah, we did the whole um, wow. installation in one day. The planning took me about a week, but it was like sure. – We got to get it done. (laughs) Rebecca Black is coming. We got to get it done.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that was really fun. Wow. So what's one of the bigger challenges that you faced working with plants and being a stylist? Oh, the bigger challenges is probably the
1: inconsistency of plants. Because sometimes you can install them and then they're like, all right, Bye, I'm gonna die on you. And it's like it's difficult, and you have to explain to your clients that, you know, I can't guarantee that these plants are going to be happy when you install them, especially <laughs> like ficus, you know. That's why I don't really install a lot of fiddly figs, just because but ficus in general, they can be just so temper tantrum. Just some plants you install them and they're like, all right, I'm you know, defoliating, so they'll basically drop all their leaves, and you're just like, okay, so there's, we can either, you know, bring this plant back to life or I can replace it for you. But I would rather, you know, rehab this plant to bring it back to life. And nice. then you can have that sense of like, I brought this plant back, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just, it depends on the client, obviously, like some clients that are commercial are like, no, we want this to look pretty. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, I'll bring it home, you know, fix her up and then bring her back when she's ready. But that's the big thing is... And sometimes a lot of clients are like "Ah, oh, it's dying like what's it doing and it's like no it's okay i this is probably going to happen to one of these plants that you know like it it's yeah. just inconsistent you never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. basically
0: and sometimes you get a bunch of leaves that fall off and that's just giving it space for new leaves to come and exactly yeah if you don't have that knowledge you're just like yeah i know you're like oh my god and then you get the panic phone call <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Or is it the text
1: message where it's like, there's so many leaves dropping and I'm like, it's okay. Trust (laughs) me. It's just making room. It's like the energy doesn't have enough energy. And I explain as best I can to clients. And it's like, you know, know, there's just moments where it's like, there's not, there's not a whole lot you can do in those situations. And you just have to be completely honest with your clients and just be like, listen, there's nothing we can, you just got to wait till it stops. (laughs) And then we'll assess the situation from there. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you have shared bug invasions that have taken place with plants that you care for. Like, how does that happen and can it be prevented? So
1: I think the best way of pre- preventing pest situations is to keep your plant healthy and happy. Um, there's not really, you know, any sprays or anything like that that you can really keep. There are, but. The best way is just have good airflow. Um, don't overwater your plants. Um, put them in very great lighting situations. Just a happy and healthy plant is less likely to have a pest infest- infestation versus a plant that isn't very happy because usually they go to the sick plants first. Um, and then preventing, if you want to have, you know, I usually try to go more towards beneficials than um, sprays and insecticides and all that kind of stuff because sometimes it's just especially if you have kids or dogs or stuff around you don't really want to be spraying too much stuff up into the air and around the plant so I try to do beneficials um not everyone is down to have more bugs in their place but you know Mm -hmm. they do a really good job uh but yeah just keeping a, a healthy and happy plant is the best way to prevent major pest stuff So So when
0: you talk about beneficials for those who don't have knowledge in the plant world, what is that? How does that define out? So a beneficial
1: bug is another bug that preys on the bad bugs. It's like a natural predatory life cycle kind of thing. You know how, uh, I don't know, the eagle eats the mice or, you know, it's that, it's that yeah. way, but in bug world and they have specific, uh, bugs that will eat the bad pests and they'll get in there and really get her done because uh, the pests like to hide and they'll hide in all the nooks and crannies. So instead of you spending, you know, three hours on a plant getting into all of the stuff, you can just release some bugs and they'll get it done Cause they'll, they'll stay on the plants. That's why I always tell them like, you already have bugs in your house now. they stay to the plants and you won't see them um and they'll just get it done so it really depends ladybugs a different story i don't usually put like beneficial ladybugs i'll do green lace wings before ladybugs just because ladybugs can get a little crazy right
0: (laughs) it's basically nature helping
1: nature yes because you kind of think about it as like a normal um what is the science word behind it not life cycle i'm thinking it's the you have to create it's the same thing of like in the wild they have storms they have major wind that can knock these pests off of them but when you're inside you obviously aren't having rainstorms inside your home yeah, so at least
0: you hope not yeah
1: i mean yeah you never know <laughs> but it was, because, um, it's just kind of creating that sort of normal natural habitat type thing for them so i always recommend you know Any chance you get watering your plants in the shower because that
0: kind of creates a sort of rainstorm. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a plant that was right next to, it was in the bathroom and I would just bring Mm -hmm. it in and just let water. It seemed very, very happy with its bath time. I love <laughs> bath time. I love that. <laughs> I'm sure my friends were like, Why, why is she? Why, why is there a plant in here? I'm like, Well, and I always use the excuse. I'm like, Well, the light up there by the ceiling, like, it's yeah. really, really happy. But it yeah. was because it was convenient for bath time. And when I started like throwing water on it, um, it became such a happy plant. And like the leaves just were so lush and like the vining just got really long. And I'm like, Okay, well, I have bath time with my plant once so a yeah. week. It's fine. It's perfect. Honestly, what works for you, you know, keep doing that. (laughs) So do you travel at all? I actually had someone, I want me to ask you this. Do you travel for your styling or to meet clients or are you mainly just based in middle Tennessee?
1: I'm mainly based in middle Tennessee, but I have traveled to Valdosta, Georgia to do a big installation last year around Christmas time. It was like a coffee shop down there. And it was crazy Is that the they found me on TikTok. I like, got my U-Haul and traveled down there. Nice. <laughs> that was cool. I think there's going to be a certain time that I would love, like, if, if – because, you know, you'd pay for my travel and all that kind of, of stuff course. down there. you know. So if I had big enough clients that were able to, you know, afford that and want me to come out in style for them, I totally would – right now i'm really um in middle tennessee so honestly if any celebrities want to hit me up no.
0: Right. be <laughs> the celebrity plant stylist uh that that'd would be, be really amazing. cool that'd be
1: amazing yeah. come the on mcgraw
0: little... faith hill let's go keith yeah come on Nicole. come on M- miley cyrus <laughs> brandy cyrus her sister She loves yes <laughs> Let's just keep name dropping of all the people that live in Nashville. You know, your contacts hit up mine, okay? Right, right. Her, your, your plant people call her plant people. So, in other words, she has plants. Will travel. You just gotta pay for the the mileage and hotels. It's fine. Figure it out into the budget. It's really easy, right? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> So something I've really admired is you're willing to be vulnerable and share your challenges faced with burnout, mental health. Like, I really applaud you because one, we all need to be transparent about these experiences, and mm-hmm. you dove into a field that you love but had zero knowledge. So you were. Gaining your own education, putting yourself out to learn, gaining the clients, putting in the hours, going to vendors, like I'm tired for you. (laughs) (laughs) So what steps have you taken to take the time that you deserve to care for you so that you can care for your clients?
1: Oh girl, it is still a work in progress just because I have, um, I have a lot of anxiety around just turning it off. Because I'll I'll be like, there's just not enough time in the day. Mm -hmm. And I've had so many people be like, you're never going to get it done. You just got to, like, let it go. Like, this is a lot easier said than done. It is. Yeah. yeah. I try to take weekends off. I'll take my weekends, my Saturdays and Sundays. Or if if I do work weekends, I'll take a day or two off during the week if I can. Um, And then trips. I'll take solo trips. Um, I really do – I love to travel and – I don't let that just because, you know, I have stuff to do. I will work stuff around because if I'm not 100% there and ready to to put on, you know, the face and do the stuff with the clients, then I'm not, they're not going to get 100% of what they paid for, what they're working with me for. So I have to take time to get back into my stuff. Like, I love my alone time at night when I'm here by myself. I'm just like, don't no one talked to me (laughs) you'll hear from me in the morning maybe you know i'm just like i have to take that time or i will go crazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah
0: you have to refuel yourself especially when you're giving so much out exactly yeah yeah that's awesome and you've been also talking about like um there's a Facebook and maybe it was on Instagram post and you talked about, I think it was regarding a ficus. Apparently Mm -hmm. they're troubled, troubled children. Um, (laughs) Things are not always perfect. Social media is not always real. People choose what they want to post and usually it's just successes. Um, And you kind of were talking about this ficus that was kind of struggling. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think that's
1: one of the bigger challenges that I have, like we were talking about earlier and this is just a great showcase of a, a client of mine that really wanted to bring this plant back to life, and it's also it took a moment for me, or was able a moment for me to kind of showcase that I don't like always posting about the greatest stuff ever because I mean I'm sure other people feel this too, but social media can sometimes make me feel so insecure about myself, and you know you see people with you know beautiful bodies and they've got the greatest job and the luxuries and this and that and you're just like well I, why am i why don't i get that why, why am i not on that level too it's sh- tra- trying to do my best to take the following that i do have and share information and you know my failures my successes but mostly like when i'm not doing well i will let you know and be like you know how's everyone else doing? Like, I hope y'all are doing okay. And I talk to people and I try to share information to kind of make social media less of a girl boss. Like, you know, we're always doing great, you know, hustler energy and try to make it a little bit more normalized as best as you can. Obviously it's not perfect, but you know, I try my best to kind of share stories that are like I'm bringing him back, but you know, I fail too, just like everyone else, you know, but not everyone's sharing that
0: stuff. Exactly. And I think that's why you stand out as an inspiration because you are willing to share that. You're not fake. You're very real about who you are. Like if someone meets you in person, this is the girl, like this is who she is. She's just as beautiful. She's just as sweet. She will like so good about willing to have a conversation, but you're also not like, oh, well, everything's perfect in my plant world. No, you're like, that shit happens, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I really do believe you're inspiring people because you're willing to be honest. And in this world we live in, so many people are not. And that's a problem. And to be able to see you do that time and time again... um, I just, I thank you because you help me in tough times. So if you're helping me, you're helping people that you don't know about. So just keep being you because it's making such a difference. Thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I think you mentioned at some point you enrolled in a course, like what are you taking and how's that going? Yeah, so I am
1: taking, I'm getting my, I'm working towards my horticulture certificate. So I'm taking online classes at NC State. Uh, it's so fun! It's so fun, but it's also like I took two classes last semester in the fall, and it was too much. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I was dying over here. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. um But it's been it's been really fun to learn the science behind stuff and industry terms, and just feel more. The reason why I wanted to do this, not because I necessarily had to, it was more so to build trust, not only for my clients, but to build trust in my own self. So I'd be like, I know the science behind this. I know what this means. I know how to handle this. I know what these signs mean. Not that I didn't already know them or had that experience. It's more of like me confirming my own knowledge and my own truth within myself. It's been so much
0: fun. I'm nice. so excited. <laughs> I love like continued ed- education and I believe all of Sorry. us enjoy learning. Like yes. we may not be appropriate for standardized, what they consider, you know, what we sh- how we should be learning. But when you yeah. go into, especially when you go into a, a course, like what you're taking, clearly it's of interest and you, you get to apply what you're learning and you get to learn what you're learning and be like adding onto it. Like, Oh, I understand that. But now I understand it deeper.
1: Yes. 100%. You just explained that so well. It's (laughs) so fun going to classes or take courses on stuff that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when I was in college, I was the only, I took a couple classes that I was really passionate about. It was an art class. I took an environmental studies class. And it was like, I don't know why I didn't realize that maybe I wasn't super excited about these because I felt like I had to do it instead of me choosing a specific subject to learn about. Yeah. It's so exciting. And I, I honestly, I ask anyone who even is remotely thinking about taking any sort of class that they're interested, in, whether that be art, English, whatever it is, to take the workshop, take the class, even if it's just one course, it's so fun. And I, I totally believe in continuing your knowledge or your information on, even if it's a subject like, you're interested in history, take a history class. Like yeah. you don't have to get a degree. You can just figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I love, I love continuing your knowledge. I don't believe in being a stagnant uh, person and believing that, Oh, what I know is what I'm going to know for the rest of my
0: life. Cause things change, you know, it changes. I think a person does himself a disservice when yeah. you're, and even if it's YouTube university, like it doesn't matter the platform, you know, yeah. just go and learn about what you enjoy. And I mean, People are building homes from YouTube. So like anything is possible. Yeah, <laughs> anything's possible. Now, you've talked about artificial lighting for for indoor spaces or that mm-hmm. don't have a lot of natural light. Is there a particular light that you prefer over others? I'm a really big fan of
1: Soltech Solutions. I just looked over in my corner because I was looking at
0: my light. <laughs> um, I'm
1: a really big fan of Soltech Solutions. If you are into a aesthetic looking light that doesn't look very gaudy and very, you know, because they have the ones with the arms and stuff that you can move around. If you're looking for something that's more of a pendant light, something that you can have as more of a showcasing your plant, but also happens to be an amazing grow light, I highly suggest Soltech Solutions. They're great. Um, and it's not just because I do have a code with them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do really like them and have them in my own home and- style them in my client's house all the time. They're they're great. Really, really great.
0: They look really beautiful whenever you've shared them. And it makes me want to um get like several. Like just find a dark corner and be like, Can I just have Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I I was telling someone about they're like, that would be really good for a reading nook. And I'm like, Oh yeah, do it for a reading nook and then add some plants.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you can have a beautiful butterfly chair. Your, yes. yes, your reading nook and then just plants. So it's like your your plant throne.
0: See, you just got freestyling from a stylist. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. make what you do look so easy. But I I mean, you're you're making those videos. You're doing your blog. You're going to the vendors. You're getting U-Hauls. I hate getting a U-Haul because it's just a pain. It's gotten better with the app where you can just like go. Yeah. It's a bit but better. like it's not easy. So what are the challenges that you face with what you do? Oh, keeping myself sane.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I overwhelm myself a lot. And I think a lot of it is just like doubting myself. Um, and I ended up, everything ends up going fine in the end, everything, if not better. I think it's just, I think I can get in my own way. A lot of the times I think that's, and then just trying to keep on track of everything is also really big. I'm really big on schedules and planners and organizing everything, but then it's just sticking to it, you know? Cause sometimes I'll just, I'll wake up and I'm like, God, I'm not on it today. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel I have an assistant, so she helps me a lot too with a lot of stuff that I at the moment can't get to, but we'll, we're supposed to have like meetings mondays and wednesdays and and with my schedule i'll be all the way up in franklin i'm like girl i'm sorry i won't be able to meet today i can't and it's just like (laughs) i feel i'm like can we not like this is what i signed up for you know and i really like this about every day is not the same but i'm also like wait
0: can it not be somewhat normal (laughs) (laughs) apparently not so much no that's okay <laughs> we're yeah. doing <laughs> <laughs> so you've been hosting a few events um do you have any kind of events or workshops that's coming up in this next year so actually
1: i looking at my schedule uh <laughs> next saturday from 10 to 6 p.m i'm doing a little succulent bar with no. oasis face bar they're doing a like mini facials and then you can do a succulent you come come home with a succulent and we'll do what? a little arrangement with like little crystals and we'll play them together and i'll give you information it would be oh really yeah it'd be really fun other than that i mean i'm thinking about doing a recording and having a you know houseplants 101 just general recording and then you could just you know see the the video and yeah you know, like just a, a
0: online course thing yeah, yeah and online
1: courses i've been trying i've been trying to find time to get into that but i just want to do it professionally <laughs> <Of> <laughs> everything course. i do i mean it has to be perfect right. so <laughs> you have a standard and
0: that's respectable
1: <laughs> yes so i want to do a little bit more workshops here and there and i think i want to do some more stylized workshops so um getting into maybe doing a bonsai thing or arrangements or something like that just to kind of Break up because I, I do love I've done a lot of house plants 101 kind of stuff um, but I think there's some people that I know that would like to do like I did a terrarium workshop and that was so much fun getting nice. to like see I brought little figurines and people could like put them little mini mushrooms oh and stuff gosh. in their little
0: terrariums it was so cute yeah that's awesome I was wondering if you're going to be doing online workshops that was actually someone had asked me to ask you they're like yeah, since you're talking to her well, you ask her if they're, they're curious if you are going to be teaching workshops and helping mm-hmm. people learn um, from you. Like maybe they're in Texas or Minneapolis and they want to start their own business. Do you have any kind of plans for doing workshops to teach others
1: about um, how to do the, what you're doing? Oh yeah. I, um, I haven't really thought about doing that yet. I'm totally down to, um, to, to share that information and doing maybe like one or two classics. I get, I get so many DMs and emails from people all over the world asking, just because I just don't think a lot of people, I've talked to some people about it and they always say, well, no one ever responds to us when you ask questions about it. And I, cause I tried to reach out to people when I first started and no one responded to me. So I try my best to respond to everyone and give them kind of a good starting point.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So that is a good idea,
0: maybe. I think you should think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you never know. And I think probably people are busy. Like you you talk about your schedule. They probably see that. They're like, I don't, that's one thing that's not going to bring me business. I can't have time. So it's really generous of you to do your best to respond. Mm-hmm. And clearly there's an interest. So um, yeah, <laughs> very So what's in store for Plant Savvy for this upcoming year? Like your business? So... I am planning on expanding a little bit. Um,
1: yeah hiring on uh, a part-time someone to help with uh, design work and um, maintenance helping me with maintenance to give Excellent. me more time to work on you know design proposals and that kind of stuff big picture things. yeah and then I want to get a van so no more U-hauls. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's honestly I'm more excited about that because then my personal car, whether I trade it, I probably will trade it in. But you know, have a just a cargo van that I can wrap with plant savvy around the side yes. of it and keep all my work stuff in there. Just because my car is disgusting and I don't even want to talk about it. It's so <laughs> it's so bad. Like I swear I'm an organized person, but. You try to fit a ladder in my little tiny SUV. It's like, girl, this is not, this is this is insane.
0: <laughs> That's so exciting! Your baby business is growing. I know it's yeah. so crazy.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: so excited for you. That's oh my gosh! Um, I'm going to celebrate tonight just for you. Oh my gosh! Thank That's you. fantastic. Yes. So, if someone <laughs> wants to work with you. Like, how do they go about reaching you? Like. It's to see if a partnership would be a fit. Like I, I need websites. I need
1: socials. I need all the things. I got you. I got you. So you can find me on social media under at plant savvy co for all social media, um, uh, tick Instagram, and Pinterest. And then if you want to book with me, You can go to my website at plantsavvy.com and there you can find my blog, you can find, you know, coupon codes for specific plant stuff. You can find my booking form. Um, I've got some of my work that I've done in there too. So really... Um, anywhere plants, if you even type plant savvy into
0: the Google search, it will show up. <laughs> nice. Good SEO. I love it. Thanks baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful. I know you are crazy busy and to take like an hour out of your time is just like, I am so thankful that you did that. Um, you really are an inspiration just seriously keeping you. you clearly what you're doing is working and, um, this girl up people. Like <laughs> let's get her on the road and traveling to different places and styling businesses and homes. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Thank you for I'm having so me. I'm so glad. No, it's my pleasure. Seriously, you're, you're <laughs> incredible, and I can't wait to get this out and share it with people.
1: Yay! Yay!
0: <laughs> That's it with Savannah Toll of Plant Savvy. Next week, we talk with family and travel blogger Mandy of Maverick Family Blog. Another challenge would be just figuring out how they can get along and navigating, like, being in the car together. Uh, If I don't have something, like, planned, or, like, an activity, or let's look for license plates, who can cross off, you know, the most license plates. If I don't have something like that planned, they're, like, arguing and fighting. And that sounds bad because it's not constant, but it feels constant when you're driving, you know, like – Twelve hours, like we drove from Texas all the <laughs> way up to North Dakota, like the t- you know the very bottom of the states up to the very top. So, um, you're in the car a lot and just getting them to get like get along. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Journey to the Rise. Please do follow us on your podcast app so you have the latest episode downloaded. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our account is at Journey to the Rise Podcast. This episode was researched, produced, and edited by Girl Boss Productions. And remember to be kind to you and fill your cup up with love because when we are kind to ourselves, it is easier to be kind to others. I'm Lucretia and you've been listening to Journey to the Rise.